to Pitch Intense, the Fan Entertainment movie pitching podcast. And on this occasion, the Fan Entertainment video game half draft, half pitch part two podcast. We really stretch these ideas out. Nah. I'm always Mike. And I'm always Darren. Uh, yes, we, in our last episode that you is live on our uh, website right now, you will hear us draft a roster, two rosters, for a hypothetical Marvel fighting game. Mm-hmm. Um, you yes. had all the heavy hitters. I did. I very much went for sales. Yes. And I went for Moneyball yep. of trying to get characters to service a story yep. and to have a more whole roster, shall we say. A thematically whole roster. I came in swinging and you detonated it half an hour ago. I did. I asked him and Difficulty. Now, um, we said at the end of that episode that the plan was then to go away and write um, the story for our games and come back in part two, which is what this is. Now... In the two weeks, three weeks two, since we did that? Two weeks since we recorded, but the episode will only have come out last week. Um, I realised <laughs> two things. Yeah? One, good God, is it very hard to write out a fighting game story. Yes. Where you have to keep plotting in fights. Mm. Of like We have to whittle this down to having one-on-one fights. Mm. And two... In me trying to do this whilst driving back and forth from work, which is where I practice all of my pitching, good God, is it not that interesting to hear me go blow for bro through a story of a video of a yeah. fighting game? Now, this person fights this person, and this yes. person then fights this person. I also found this out. Yeah. So, we're not going to do that. No. I'm sorry to uh, to U-turn on this, but uh, we're not the only ones doing that so much these days. Yes! you gotta, you got to get them in whilst they're still there. I'm going to let you know we're going to be quite giddy for both this and our next podcast because it's all going wrong for the Tories. <laughs> yeah. That's going down very well in their fellow entertainment world. My God, it's a fucking shit show. Like I said, this would be a really sad and troubling time for the country if it was happening to Anybody else yep. than the Tories? <laughs> in which case, it's just fucking funny. Fuck um, yeah, she didn't make it as long as the 90-day returns policy from B&Q. Yep. Didn't he make it to half of that? Sam Allardyce was England manager <laughs> for almost twice the length of her premiership. Um, in sadder news, the Albion only have two wins so far this season. We're about to have our third Prime Minister. <laughs> this, this is bad. That's a bad ratio in most South American countries. Let's alone England so there we go fuck me dead yeah I know shortest serving Prime Minister of all of all time it's great fucking phenomenal wonderful did you see that map did you see that oh, oh you could walk from Berwick upon Tweed to Dover and never see a Tory place <laughs> <laughs> it gives me fucking just the biggest direction. There's so many things, though. I cannot wait. The bloke who told... I think it might have been Paxman who told Jeremy Corbyn after the last election, you fucked this up so bad for Labour, it will take at least two elections to get back like into office. Because there's you are never going to be able to overturn that majority in one election cycle. I want to find that man. I want to find that man. I want to laugh. I want to laugh at him. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, he isn't wrong. It will take two elections. We've had one. Here comes, yeah, yeah. Here comes the other. <laughs> there we go. Happy days. Ugh. We'll try and keep a massive erections down <laughs> for at least part of this uh, podcast. That's not about politics. It never has been, no, but there we go. But, you know, and it's, it's just... 
It's unprecedented. It is. It just doesn't feel like something we can ignore. We had to talk about the Queen dying in a previous episode, and now we have to talk about the Conservatives basically fucking themselves into a yeah. hole for the next generation. Yeah. And, I mean, to be fair, there was talk that maybe Boris is coming back, oh, so we might me. be in a very different mood when we record next week for... for is Andor finished by next week? No, Andor's still got a few more yeah, weeks to go. And if, if we record Black, Black Adam, Adam... I guess. It's not going to be Gotham Knights based off the reviews I've just read, so... Having said that, it's not like Black Adam's uh, doing great I, review. I, I mean, it's just bang average, apparently, isn't it? Which I can believe. Yeah, it didn't seem like it was going to change the world or anything, did it? Mm. So, fair enough. Right. We've had further ado. It was going to come up at some point, but here we go. Uh, I'm going first. Now. We did also say. We did. uh, That we would do one more thing. One more round. Yes. uh, To draft uh, guest characters. Now, you might have said, Michael, you've actually already got guest characters. In essence, yes. Yes. I chose characters from the Icon imprint. Yes. Um, as well as the Timely imprint for Miracle Man. Yes. Um, but they are Marvel Comics imprints. They mm. are Marvel-owned properties, and it would be the comic book versions of those properties. And they are comic books. And they are comic books. However, Big Daddy Disney has access to a hell of a lot more shit. So it does. And you want you to look at the other fighting games in the same genre. In the same genre. I mean, it's fighting games. Yes. But Injustice has had Hellboy and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Um, Mortal Kombat has had... Robocop. Robocop, Terminator... Pu- not Punisher. Um, um, uh, Freddy Krueger. Predator. Freddy Krueger, yeah. Uh, Jason Voorhees. Um, Michael Myers, I imagine. So on and so forth. So And Tekken has had Negan, which is just <sighs> weird. And Noctis. That guy. Uh, oh, fuck. And Geese. <laughs> a man called Geese. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we thought we would use this as a way to kind of have a few more people we could pick. Yeah. So the official 10 DLC characters we had in the first one, plus the pre-order bonus character. Mm-hmm. See them as like, the pre- the ones they would announce, this is wave one and wave two. This is very much, oh, turns out everyone likes the DLC in Smash Bros. Mm. We can get a third one out of this. Yep. We're going to pick five more characters we are. that are Disney-owned. So we've got a whole wide world to go through. We have. You can um, go to Disney Animations, Pixar... 20th Century Studios, Lucasfilm, anything that is now under the Disney umbrella. ESPN, if you wanted to, I, mean, I guess. why not? Um... <laughs> I'll have the entire 49ers. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you, a football reference. <laughs> An American football reference. I know. Like Where do the 49ers play? Is it San Francisco? Oh, he's doing oh, well. Oh, he's yeah. doing well. <laughs> okay, um, so that's what we're going to do. Yep. Now, should we do that first? Or should we do that once we've pitched everything? Because these have no factored in on the story. No, none whatsoever. They are just extra characters. Or could we sprinkle them throughout? Let's sprinkle them throughout. Do one now. Do two between my pitch and your pitch. And then finish with two. Sounds good. Lovely. Let's go with that. Uh, so I get to pitch. I get to pick first this time. Yes, you, you do. You did first last time. Uh, for me, it's the most obvious pick in the world. For Here me. it comes. It's going to be Buzz Lightyear from Toy Story. That was not the most obvious pick in the world. <laughs> That's who I'm going with. You want Buzz Lightyear. I want Buzz pick. Lightyear from okay. Toy Story. Not a problem. You who are can you have having? Him. I will take Din Jarin, the Mandalorian. Fair enough. Okay. Um, good start. More on this later. <laughs> yeah. um, right, so, 
as I said, I did start to write this pitch. I got pretty much the starting done, which I'm going to recap now. And I got somewhat into the game. And then it just became such a... Because you've got to keep in mind, right? We drafted... Where was it? We drafted 30-odd people. Yeah, wasn't it? It was 30, 30 base game, 1 DLC, 10 yes. two, of 2 DLC yes. waves. So 41 characters. Now, we're not 82 gonna, in total. We're not going to use the DLC people in the story. No, But no. The, the 30 base game people... That's a lot of people to try and keep track of. Mm. And again, trust me on this, you're going to have to take my word for it, it wasn't interesting. No. I was getting bored of it, and it's my story. So instead, I'm going to give you the setting, mm. and then we're going to go through the kind of themes of what we're going to hope to achieve in a broader sense. Some of the character twists we would have had, and then try and muddle together an ending, which admittedly I haven't committed to paper. Yeah. But here we go. Cool. We're going to play fast and loose. Maybe Mike can help me. Maybe I won't help Mike. Who knows? <laughs> um, so, I won't go over the entire roster of people I had. I will only bring them up if they are pertinent to the story. But here's how we're going to go. So, the opening would be in uh, Central Park in New York, mm-hmm. right? Pretty normal day till a big old light comes out of the sky. Just going, wah, 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 wah. It's a superhero thing. There's got to be a light coming either into or up into the yes. sky. Going, wah, 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 wah. up if it's in the third act. Yes. Down in the first. <laughs> um, and out of this stepped robots. Mm. And in this perfectly normal day in Central Park, these robots just start firing on people. And people are running and screaming. Rah. And this one robot's got this um, uh, mother and a kid, like, carrying beneath it's bad to shoot it. And then in comes, boom, big old kick from Spider-Man, Peter Parker. Mm. Now, you cast... You had Peter Parker in your roster, so I'm not allowed to use him as a fighting character, but he can play a part in the yes. story. So he's in, boom, and he's like, you have no idea how bad a day you've picked to do this, right? And, you know, Spider-Man is now being set upon by the robots, he's being beaten up, and then, boom, Mjolnir just comes in, cracks through all these robots, Thor's here. Basically, all of the A-list superheroes are here. Mm. We see the Avengers come down. We see the Fantastic Four come down. The main people from the X-Men are here. All of your big guns, all your MCU people, are all here. Mm. And they're all fighting the thing. The Saints are coming. It's the most unbelievable superhero thing you've ever seen in your goddamn life. They are fucking wrecking shop, right? And they seem to have got rid of all the robots and it's all going well. But this light source is still going... Um, They're a bit like, what the fuck did we do about that? And then all of a sudden, the light source, they're like scanning it, trying to figure out what it is. And Iron Man's like trying to figure out what the hell this energy signature is and whatever. All of a sudden, the light source goes from like, it's say, you know, it's about six foot across. All of a sudden, engulfs all of the superheroes and then just goes away. Shrinks into nothing. It's gone. Cool. And all of the superheroes that were there are no longer there. Right. Like not left a trace or anything. There's not like scattered bodies or anything. Just gone. Vanished. Boom. Uh-oh. <laughs> The, some robots are still, they're kind of battered, but they're still, like, going. And now that all the superheroes are cleared out, they're getting back up and they're about to start again firing on civilians. Mm. And then an almost exact replay of what just happened, boom, another Spider-Man kicks the robot in the face. But this time it's Miles Morales, mm. who's like, what the fuck <laughs> has happened here? Oh, my God. Um, he's panicking, right? And he's desperately trying to phone. He's, like, shouting... Spider-Man, 
Peter! <laughs> Where, guys? Um, so he's then desperately trying to get on his phone to call people. Mm. And he's trying to leave. He's leaving voice message going, Kamala, Kamala, where are you? Oh my God, you need to get to Central Park now. The Carlson approach. Exactly. <laughs> ah! Um, anyway, this is when we would get our first fight of the game. This would be Miles Morales versus one of these robots. Mm. Now, to give away a bit of what's to happen, the, you might have noticed I didn't just cast robot in my fighting game thing. The main villain is going to be Kang. Mm. These are Kang bots. They have all got a bit of his move set, but like pared down. So there'd be a bigger, taller one that's got all Kang's power moves, a smaller one that's got all these speedy moves, so on and so forth. Just so we've got some no-name people that the we can fight in the tutorial section. Mm. This is where you're going to learn more about the mechanics. Uh, now, what I've done is I've split everybody up. Where are they? Categories. There we go. There's Everyone has two different categories. Um... They have a primary category and then a kind of specialist category that they have. Everybody on my entire roster of 30 is split into either speed or power as their base kind of style. Mm. So power obviously going to be slower, but hit harder, speedier, not as strong, but can move a lot faster. Sure. Your basic archetypes of any fighting game. Um, their secondary one will kind of differentiate them a little bit. They can either be a range, a melee, or a specialist. So a range fighter, think... Um, well, if we're going to use people who aren't even here. Iron Man would be a range fighter. He's firing off weapons and shooting you from a distance. Um, a melee person, more up close and personal, that's going to be your Wolverine. So he's just getting in there and just punching you. Specialist is kind of a catch-all, mm. which means they can kind of do lots of things. So think magic or... Um, uh, it's like... Magneto, for example, is going to be a specialist because magnetism is kind of both. It's a catch-all. Um, <laughs> so this would be a way to kind of learn that basic. Spider-Man, Miles Morales, is a speed range fighter. Mm. He's fast, he's quick, he's not going to hit people very hard, but he's also got the webbing so he can hit you from further away than most people can. The first few fights are going to be like that, where you find different types of Kang robots to figure out your mechanics. So Spider-Man's your first character. He's going to fight this robot. Beats the robot, no problem. He's about to get dogpiled on by the other robots. And then big old fist comes smashing in. Kamala Khan has got here, Miss Marvel. Uh, Miss Marvel is a... Doobity-doo, just going to make noise till I find her. <laughs> She's a power melee person. So we're going to go with the... It's the comic version, not the show version. So it's all embiggening and smashing people. Mm. Um, so then you get to learn how to be a power fighter if this is your first fighting game, which, you know, some people, every fighting game is going to be someone's first, so we need to ease them into it. Um, then when the fight is done, she's like, oh my God, Miles, what has happened? He's like, I have no idea. Peter was on his way here and they're all gone. What do we do? And Kamala's like, don't you have the Avengers app? And it turns out, like, Tony Stark developed an app for all superheroes just to have on their phone. He was like, it's the most convenient thing to do. He's like, well, I'm too scared to use it. Like, what if I use it and it's not an emergency? And Kamala has to grab him and go, nobody's here. We don't know where anybody is. If this isn't an emergency, what is? And he's like, okay, 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 I'm going to do it. So he gets this, like, thing and he hits the button and he's just like, hello, Avengers? <laughs> this is where you hear War Machine start talking to him. Rhodey comes on and says, um... Hello, and he's like, oh, hello, um, Sir Machine, Mr. War, uh, this is um, Spider-Man. And he's like, I get it, Miles, don't worry. And he's like, how do you know it's Miles? It's like, 
you signed up to the app and used your email. I don't need that, <laughs> but I know it's you. He's like, oh, sorry. Um, he's like, oh, this is a code red. We don't know where the Avengers are. And I was like, we are aware of the situation. We are working our way to you. We'll be with you soon. This is where we get to have a fight as War Machine. He's fighting some robots that kind of got out of the park and he was making his way there. You then get to try out War Machine, who is a power range fighter, and he's being backed up by Wasp, who is a speed specialist. So obviously she's going to be shrinking a lot and doing her blasts and all that good business. Um, you fight the robot, you will then get to Central Park. This is where they're trying to calm Miles down and say, like, right, I don't know. I know as much as you do at this moment, but there is a plan in place for this. You need to go to Avengers Tower, you two, go to Avengers Tower, go to this floor, hit the button, everything else will happen. Don't worry about it. Okay, Mr. War, please stop calling me Mr. War. He goes away. <laughs> um, Wasp is like, do we know what's happening here? And he's like, no, in all honesty, but that's not, now is not the time. Gets on the app and basically broadcasts the message to everybody. He's like, if you are hearing this message because you are meant to hear this message... You've been deemed worthy enough to be the best of the best of Earth's last protectors. We are in a code red situation. This is a critical incident that's happened in New York. We don't know what is happening, but it is imperative that you get to your nearest Avengers Tower, go to the 47th floor, hit the button, and we will then start planning from there. The Earth needs you. There is no excuse. Boom. Um, I forgot to mention, at the start of it, he opens with, this is War Machine, de facto head of the Avengers. Mm. So... In the protocols they have in place in the Avengers, should all of them get wiped out, it's basically a hierarchical system. He doesn't know where everyone else is. He's tried contacting Tony. He's tried contacting Steve. Fucking nothing. So he has assumed that he's kind of in charge of the Avengers. Um, so this is where we would follow Miles and um, Kamala. They will meet Spider-Gwen on the way. So you get to have a go at Spider-Gwen. They will get to the tower. There will be a lower level super villain there. I'm just going to pick one at random. Let's say it's... I've not got many low-level people, admittedly. Um, let's say it's Red Skull. He's trying to break in there. This is where you'd have a fight with Red Skull. You can pick who you want to be of the three people I've just mentioned. Mm. But as it's about to get hostile, someone just shoots him with like um, a paralyzing gun. He hits a deck. It's Punisher. Punisher's also here. This is not great. They go up. They find the 47th floor. It's just like a big pad with a control button it looks like a lift mm. they hit it and then imagine star trekky stuff happens to them they get transported onto a space station this is like the sort the shield space base tony uh, sorry Rody has sent everyone to this base to get them off earth so they can plan what to do so they are um this is where the story will start what i'm trying to do is secret wars which was an event in the 80s, I want to say. The original one. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, uh, very yeah, early 80s, I think. Where the Beyonder, who we'll get to in a second, basically got all of the big A-list heroes and took them to Battleworld to just have them fight each other and see what happens. This is a mix on that, but it's actually from the perspective everyone gets left behind. And what the fuck do the B-list and C-list villains that heroes do when all of the heroes are gone, but the villains are still there. Mm. That's an interesting concept. I meant I could build a roster that has that as theme so that I can have a more rounded thing. I don't just have Iron Man and Cap without Thor and Hulk. I just have all the kind of, not no names, but the beaties, the mm. sidekicks. Mm -hmm. They would get on this space station and they would try to figure things out. 
The main crux of the story, this is the last of the big kind of plot things I want to get rolling on. At the scene, Rhodey would have found a little metal box that just says, for the heroes. What the hell is that? They they scan it enough to know that it's safe, it's not a bomb or anything, so they're going to take it up and investigate. They Rhodey addresses everybody and says, right, as of midday today, it was the superhero convention at Avengers Terror in New York. Every representative of every superhero community around the world was meeting in Avengers Terror. Now, it wasn't broadcast because obviously that's a massive um, security risk. They were meeting there like they do every year to discuss superhero things. That's why everyone was on call in New York ready to go when these robots turned up. Um, What happened after that, we don't know. Robots started turning up, there was a big light in the sky... It sucked everybody into it, and we have no trace of the Avengers, the Fantastic Four, the X-Men, and so on. No idea. All we found was this, and we don't know what it does. All of a sudden, the box goes, I can explain. I go, whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> and a little hologram appears of a man in a very shiny silver jacket. And he says, my name is the Beyonder. I needed to borrow your superheroes. <laughs> Sorry about that. And they kind of question the little box of going, what is going on? And the Beyonder explains. There is a there is a man called Kang. He is a multiversal threat that I thought I kept under wraps for most part. He's only ever usually in one place at once. All of a sudden, a few, let's say, weeks ago, but it doesn't really work like that, all of a sudden he's everywhere and he's causing havoc in every universe that I'm aware of. I need to fight him, but I can only do so much and he seems to have limitless copies of himself as well as an army of robots. So I've been observing your Earth for a very long time and I needed your big guns. Sorry about that. Um, and they try and talk to it and it kind of goes, I'm sorry, I have a limited amount of responses. I'm not actually the Beyonder. This is just a part of my consciousness. I'm dealing with other stuff. Um, But don't worry, I have brought you a gift, which I will show you all if you just gather in a little closer. So all of the assembled rosters kind of there, they all get in close, except for Punisher, who's kind of keeping his distance. And basically, a smoke bomb goes off from the bottom of this thing. They're all like, what the fuck was that? And he explains, yeah, sorry about that, but um, some of you are just human beings, and I can't take that chance. So, I basically just imbued you with a little bit of my power. It means you're going to be able to take a bit more of a kick in than usual. Now, this is something I have borrowed from the Injustice games. Because it was like, well, if Superman's fighting Harley Quinn, and it's an angry Superman who's evil, the fuck's Harley Quinn <laughs> going to do? One punch and her head is four miles away. So, they all took pills, I think? This in the first Injustice game. Oh, they all had, like, pills that meant, like, basically their they powers... They can take a beating. They yeah. can take a beating. It was a nice kind of neat way of saying that's why Superman could punch Harley Quinn more than once and she not die. Mm. I've tried to do that as well to kind of level the playing field. He says, so I just basically need you to hold the fort, guys. Um, Hopefully I'll have your heroes back to you very soon. But don't worry, if one or two of the villains comes knocking, you should be all right now. No need to thank me. He's a smarmy prick, but he seems to be on the good guy's side. Um, Next. That's basically it as far as I got with really plotting out the story and the heavy strokes of things. Um, 
here's some of the things I want to happen. So the big theme is obviously that these are a lot of people that have always been second sons. They've always been either backgang characters, they are someone's second, they are not front and centre people. Mm. What happens when those people have to step up to the plate, at least from the hero's side? Um, plus, how do they handle a crisis? The world is now looking towards them in a way it never has done before. None of them have the life experience that you know a Tony Stark or a Reed Richards has to kind of be okay with this and not just be instantly panicking and worrying about things. Mm. You would have Rhodey and Wasp as kind of the co-heads of the Avengers trying to deal with both planning how they're going to keep the world safe from the ongoing crime that is still happening, which we'll get to in a second, whilst also trying to find a way to get people back together. And this is where, as all good things, it's going to be a class of ideologies. You're going to have Rhodey on the one side of things, at the one end of the spectrum, of like, law and order, we can do this, we can just toe the line of superhero things, everything will be fine. Then you've got Punisher. Now, he's going to head up the other side of the spectrum, as he almost always does, of like, we're in unprecedented times and we don't have our best weapons. We need to be killing supervillains on site as a priority from now on. We cannot allow them to carry on. Because it comes very quickly apparent that not only are all of the alias villains still going, they're all together. Mm. This is where we'd get somewhere into the story we would have a shot of all the assembled villains, which I should point out includes the likes of Doctor Doom, Doctor Octopus, my thing hasn't loaded properly, <laughs> Magneto, um, we've got... Oh, they're all in red. Apocalypse, Hella, Kingpin, Ultron, Red Skull. We've got a lot of the top-tier people. Kang has basically sent them a similar thing to the Beyonder and says, look, I have been going through the universe for eons. And the thing is, it's always this universe. It's always 616 that comes up with the answer. So I know for a goddamn fact that whatever is going to come and potentially ruin my plan is more than likely going to come from here. That is why I've done you lot a favour. I basically made... I knew the Beyonder was obsessed with your universe. And I knew if I was able to push the right buttons, he'd just call all the superheroes away. I need you to burn this planet to the ground so that there can be no retaliation. If it's just these like 10 or 15 odd supervillains, superheroes that the Beyonders got, I think we can take care of them. But don't worry, guys. I've got your best interests at heart. Anything starts going wrong, or if you actually do destroy the planet, I'll get you off. You can trust me. I'm very trustworthy. <laughs> he's also a smarmy prick, but he's blue, and that's a different between him and the Beyonder. Um, so... That's that's the the crux of the of where we're going with mm. this. You're going to have superheroes conflicted about what to do about the situation, and the supervillains pushing their buttons. Um, the first set piece I came up with was like, right, we're now going to start dispatching people from the spaceship. They said we were able to get people here on mass, but this is still relatively new technology from Tony Stark. We can only send a few of you back down to certain locations on Earth. This would mean that you wouldn't just turn up to all your problems with all 15 of your superheroes ready to go. This means it's going to be easier to do one-on-one -on -one fights because there's not 15 people all stood there while Spider-Man beat up Dr. Octopus. Um, the first place, one of the first places we would go is like there was a, a signal from the X-Mansion. Something was going wrong there. We need to go and check in. None of the mutants turned up to the call, even though they all got it. We need to go and figure out what's happening there. 
they would dispatch, uh, I'm going to say, Punisher, Spider-Man, and a third person who you can kind of pick. They will go down to the X-Mansion to go and find out what's happening. Basically, Apocalypse is there, and he's trying to steal Forge, the mutant, who's got the mutant ability to be able to build whatever machine he wants. And they sent Apocalypse and a few, like, other, the, like, Hellers there as well. Um, and that's where you meet Gambit and Rogue who were basically on babysitting duty. They weren't deemed good enough to be in the front party going to the superhero day. That's where Wolverine, Beast, and Professor X went. They were still babysitting all the kids. Um, you get to fight as Gambit, because of course you do. It's a Darren Guthrie's production. Why wouldn't you be fighting as Gambit? He's a speed range person, wouldn't you know? And you can also fight as Rogue, who is a power melee person. Um, you fight the villains, yada, yada. But, crucially, Apocalypse does make it out of there with Forge. And off you go. That is probably the scene that would precede Kang explaining everything to the villains. Um, they needed Forge because they're going to steal a plan that I've stolen from the comic book Ultimatum. Not Ultimatum. Uh, it was in the Ultimates. I can't remember what it was called. Basically, Magneto finally says, fuck this place. I'm going to reverse the magnetic poles and basically make the Earth implode. And that's the villain's best guess for how to quickly destroy the planet. They're going to get forged to build this machine under duress. They've got enough like psychics in there that they can fucking mangle his mind to do it. And once they have that machine, they'll put Magneto into it and he will just go, Foop, and that's the world destroyed. Now, I'm also going to put an element of like conflict into the... Vi they're villains. They're going to have conflict. They're not good at team play. Yeah. But I don't want it to be just like, well, that's not my plan. I want to play into it like, look, they're going to... Doctor Doom is the main crux of this. He would see this as like, look, the Earth needs a champion. And at the moment, all their best ones have gone. This might actually be Victor Von Doom's one chance to do the right thing. The world needs a strong, powerful leader. That's fucking Doctor Doom. And it's a good way, it's a good character study of showing, like, the only problem with Doctor Doom was Reed Richards. Mm. He cannot be in the same room as him. <laughs> because whenever he is, he just gets obsessed and he can't stop thinking about that ass. So, <laughs> you, when Reed's removed, Doctor Doom can be logical. Doctor Doom has the capability of being good as long as he's not being compared to the stretchy man. Mm. That's interesting. You have other villains that are more conflicted and being like, do we really want to end the world? Like, is that really going to help? No, obviously Magneto's not going to have a problem with this. It means killing a lot of humans and he's that's his back. Yeah, he's okay with that. And that's all good. So that's where we're going to be going. They, the villains would instigate another attack where one of the superheroes that I cast would be killed. Mm. This would be the thing that would ultimately cause the schism and the split down the middle of the superhero community where you'd have a fair few people on Rhodey and Wasp's side where they're going to be like, no, we're going to carry on the thing. And you've got people on Punisher's side, like, I feel like Winter Soldier would go over there and the more vaguely good people, the Shades of Grey people, will all be on Punisher's side. Like, no, 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 unprecedented time, unprecedented measures, let's go shoot some people. Um, yeah, that's my main crux of the story. Both sides, with both having conflicting views on what to do in this situation. They're, that way you can have superheroes fight superheroes and it not feel convoluted. You can do the same with a supervillain thing. And you can start to take this premise and move it to a basically a new status quo that we then use for sequels, which is the same thing that Injustice did. Yeah. It was originally an Elseworlds story, but Injustice 2 is set entirely in that Elseworlds. I think only Green Arrow is the only like DC proper person who stays in the Elseworld thing. 
Like the oh, ba- yeah. the Batman from Justice Justice One is not the same Batman from Injustice Two type of thing. Mm. It takes in a new interesting direction. Um don't really have an ending, mm. but obviously you can't blow the planet up. I feel like at some point you'd have to have Kang fight the Beyonder. That's just something you'd have to do. Um, and eventually, obviously, all of the Aedis people would come back to this new status quo, but they come back to a world that's kind of fractured. There's now big factions that are fi- forming in both the superhero and the supervillain world. And we go forward from there. So, that's my crux of my story. Yes. Admittedly, Peter's out at the end, I will admit that. Um, but uh, in terms of mechanics, I've already mentioned the categorization system. I am probably just going to steal Injustice's super meter thing. Obviously, everyone's got to even Tekken eventually bow to having big, cool super moves. Yeah. Which I will tell you now, have saved my ass on Tekken 7 Online more than I care to admit. <laughs> I'm not very good at Tekken. I'm very good at using Tekken Rage Art to sneak wins <laughs> and to really piss people off. <laughs> Especially as King likes to point, point his form up to the camera just before he does his big move. <laughs> it's excellent. Um, yeah. Going to steal that mechanic, uh, but it's going to be a simplified Tekken engine. There's going to be sidestepping that you can do, but you can also fly and jump and all stuff you can't use doing Tekken. Um, feels like this is petering out, but that's because I got a really good start on this, and then was like, I don't know how to end it. So instead, I'm going to say, thoughts? <laughs> I liked it. That was, Thank you. I, I can see that opening cinematic very clearly, which is very good. Um yeah, no, I think that's it's a good idea. You you've worked you you per you moneyboard it. You purposefully kneecapped yourself with characters, and then found a way to make it distinct enough from injustice, which I think is the key to this game, mm. and something that I'm not very good at. Ah. So <laughs> you Hello. may have gotten the edge here Ooh. by putting the skip doing basically doing a civil war inside of your yeah. secret war story, and then which you can, I like because I like that you can get that to a point where. You could have Punisher. Because you think, Punisher didn't get hit by the mist thing from the Beyonder. So, what Rowdy's like, you can't take these chances because you aren't as powerful as all of us are now. One shot to you and you're fucking dead. Punisher's like, that's how I operated anyway. (laughs) I don't give a fuck. I don't (laughs) like myself. I have a death wish. This is fine. And he doesn't want superpowers because then that means, basically he's taking the, um... Ah, from the boys. Fuck. Um, Ah... Billy Butcher? Billy Butcher approach yeah. of like, the second I get superpowers, I'm a hypocrite and I'm no good as anybody else. Mm. He doesn't want that. So you could have it like be War Machine finally gets, that's going to be a big climactic fight on the superhero side. It's going to be War Machine versus Punisher and you're going to have Rhodey wail the shit out of Punisher and then have to stop himself because he knows if he keeps going, he will kill him. He should kill him because it's the Punisher and he should be killed, but <laughs> he can't. Then you leave the Punisher in a very interesting place for your sequel. Do you turn him villain? And him just saying, right, no, you're the problem. It's it's the most basic bitch thing to do with a what-if scenario for the mm. Punisher. But it fucking works. It's fine. Oh, if it ends with him, like, stealing Rhodey's armour or something. And okay, then he gets some kind yeah. of, like, mecha Punisher. Like, exactly. Mm, yeah, I like that. You can have Doctor Doom turn good. Actually be, like, someone who helps the superheroes in the end be a person that people can rally around and then Reed comes back. Mm. How does he handle that? <laughs> is he a smug prick? Like he very much could be like, see, it's you're the problem, not me. <laughs> or does he just go back to villaining? 
How does Magneto deal with his plan being thwarted? How do they deal with Kang kind of fucking them all over? So on and so forth. It leaves you with lots of options for a sequel that you can then go and explore. And like I said, once you've started a new status quo, introducing everyone back into that universe, where the world now sees the Miles Morales Spider-Man as the one who kind of saved the world, not Peter. Mm. So they can kind of champion him while saying, well, having all the J. Jonerisms about the normal Peter come back. Do we need Iron Man? War Machine saved everybody. Do we need Ant-Man? Wasp saved everybody. That's an interesting scenario to mm. slot those people back into. I like that. Whew! That, that, goes, that leans very into the injustice of heroes fighting heroes well, thing as well. Inevitably, you have to do it, right? It's something that I feel like is... It's ultimately... In making a game like this, you do have to kind of admit to yourself... Most people playing this game want to know who can beat who. Exactly. If they don't want to play out a scenario in which it's a supervillain superhero, because ultimately they can go to the cinema and watch that. Exactly. They're like, can Doctor Strange beat, I don't know, can the Conqueror? Yes. They want to know that, and they want to know it in a fighting game. So that makes a lot of sense to capitalise on that. That they do. Right, that was only 37 minutes. That's a lot shorter than it was in my car. I wasn't even at the end of the opening by the time we got to the 45 minute <laughs> Mine's going to be much shorter, so shall we pick yes! another guest character? You ready? Yeah, I am. Okay, for my second pick, yep. I'm going with Mr. Incredible from The Incredibles. I knew you'd do that. Okay. Which is why I put Frozone down, so I'll take Frozone. Wonderful. I will be taking Elastigirl from The Incredibles, please. <laughs> We're doing two now, okay. Why well, going to be two in the middle and okay. two at the end? I will have Radioactive Man from The Simpsons. No! Yes! God damn it! <laughs> he was four! <laughs> I thought I'd outflunk you. Fuck! My plan was to cast five superheroes. Yeah. Radioactive Man, obviously. Literally one. He won't think of Radioactive Man. I can give you another Simpsons superhero. No, I don't want another superhero. I wanted Radioactive Man. (laughs) Fuck! (laughs) God. That was the outburst I was waiting for in part one. I went 30 to 30. (laughs) Literally picked 30 straight people I wanted and no compromise. (laughs) He was literally number four. Are we sitting comfortably? <laughs> Buggering blog <laughs> blues. That's what I have to say about that. Okay. I didn't have a Star Wars character in my top five, for God's sake. I was sticking to a theme. <laughs> Bastard. You know what? I'm still not going to pick a Star Wars character. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to think you all. You're going to try and... Pick something that I would pick. Is that what you're going to No, do? no, 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 no. I've, I've got backup plans. I've got backup plans. I've got backup plans. Okay. okay. Let's see yours. No. So, um, so you know what I'm doing. Like, if you paid attention to what I was doing and what I was saying in the previous episode, you know that multiverses are very much a part of this oh, story. Yeah. I, I wasn't even making any bones about it towards the end because I was saying that alternate costumes are the key and that's how we're telling this story. So we start the story with basically the opening from What If. Just a new version of the opening from What If. What Time, space, if? reality. Nice. You know, um, what if all these things change? And imagine that opening as you're zipping through the thingy, uh, the, the kind of like the infinite cosmos. Yes. And you're seeing glimpses of other Marvel games, mm-hmm. just to give you like, you Ooh. know, maybe a flash of a PS4 Spider-Man, maybe a flash of the rubbish Avengers game. Fuck it. Hulk Ultimate Destruction. Just flash, flash, flash. That's what you're seeing. 
and then the watcher says and then we and then the incursions begun and all of those things crunch together and it's fucking chaos mm. you're seeing worlds literally being pushed together exactly as we did in multiverse of madness mm-hmm. and it's just scenes of chaos heroes fighting heroes villains fighting villains it's fucking carnage watcher asked the question but how did we get here right so the story is <laughs> uh, you tweaked it straight away the ultimates version of reed richards has an alter ego called the maker yes we're starting with him which is a reed richards who decided to stretch his skull and also his brain yep and has a silly helmet so not to look like a dork yep it's one of the stupidest ideas It's also fucking genius because it turned Reed Richards heel. Yes, it did. Which is great. Mm -hmm. Knowing that Reed Richards has like access to stuff like the Ultimate Nullifier and a number of other things, the Negative Zone, I decided to play with that a little bit. So following a pretty high level defeat, the Maker now realises that science is not the answer to everything. Sometimes it needs to have a spark through which you can enact change. His idea after witnessing the fall of Thanos, mm-hmm. is to use the Infinity Stones to snap away his problems. That's the spark following which he can then expand, essentially, his own version of Law and Order. Right. But he doesn't just set his sights, after seeing the effects of the Infinity Stones, doesn't just set his sights on one universe. He's going batshit fucking crazy. Hal Jordan's gone completely fucking bonkers <laughs> and has now set his sights on the multiverse. Right. From the negative zone... The Maker has now said, right, I'm going to use my universe's Infinity Stones Mm. and I'm going to go to another universe. I'm going to steal their Infinity Stones and then I'm going to go to another universe. And essentially he's collecting stones. But he doesn't get stones. He doesn't get all the stones from each universe as he goes along. Mm. His plan is to construct six new gauntlets. Right. Through which six stones... The same stone from six different universes ah. will be brought together. The open that like, it kind of f- f- comes into the opening act, but I'm just going to basically tell you what he's going for. So six news gauntlets, six stones in each. He wants to create an incursion supernova. Right. Essentially, it would collapse all realities into one. He would be able to rule it. It's basically Battleworld. Gotcha. But done by Reed Richards. Right. So Maker sets about the other universes. So in our universe, say in our universe, in the Maker's universe, he puts an end to Doctor Strange, uh, takes the gauntlet from Thanos, Mm -hmm. and zip, off he goes into the infinite realities. He combines a team together of an alternate Thanos, Black Swan, Loki, Namor, Kobik, and Blink, and creates a team known as the Cabal. Right. They are something in the book. I've swapped out Blink. Uh, Well, there was a chap called Terax that something i don't know he's boring as fuck he's basically a second gray of thanos right and i'm like and eh, just get rid of that we'll have blink because blink is the key right okay the opening chapter of the game essentially as you playing as all of the original avengers like that i have in my game mm-hmm. um sans hawkeye because he's a dlc character but you get to play as you know the big four hitters yeah and ant-man and uh, Black Widow. Yes. Fighting like classic villains, mostly Loki. It's kind of a bit of a retread of Avengers 1. Right. If Hawkeye wasn't there, right. because I'm stupid and waited until <laughs> the DLC to yeah. get him. It was a little bit of a a mistake on my part, but there you go. So you, you see them fighting different versions of Loki, Thanos, 
Ultimately, though, as you swap Avengers characters within the first six fights, you see, like, come across the screen. And you're entering a different universe version of the same fight. Right. So let's say you're doing Captain America versus Loki. You're actually doing... It's actually got, like, a comics book overlay. Right. And you're now 1940s Cap fighting 1960s Hulk. Right, okay. Hulk, 1960s... Loki. Loki. Yeah. All of a sudden, you're now as close to MCU Iron Man as we can get right. fighting MCU Thanos. Gotcha. So that's how it is. It's like, this is basically a story as old as time. Yeah. And then they all disappear. Right. <laughs> Off they fuck. Uh-huh. We essentially rejoin Spider-Man, well, a Spider-Man, as similar to what happens with you, mm. all of the heroes start disappearing. Right. And they're all being, you know, I think I'd stick with the dusting, to be honest okay. with you. Because I think the dusting is just so iconic at this point. So, you know, he his universe's version of Iron Man, dust. Yeah. His universe of Captain America, dust. His universe version of Thanos, dust. Right. Galactus appears in the sky and dusts. Right. The power of what's going on can kill Celestials. Right. It's fucking madness. Mm. So all alone in a reality that is now crumbling and being spiked in from various weird multicolored realities. Think you know the um, the Into the Spider Verse effect. Yeah. Like pulse and yes. then all the all yeah, those yeah. shapes that happens. Hand appears on Spider Man's chest and pulls him back into a portal. Right. So at the end of chapter one, essentially Maker and the Cabal have gathered all the stones they need for all six gauntlets, and you see what is. This supernova snap. Six gauntlets all going at the same time. Mm-hmm. Sending out a wave that is, you know, bigger than their reality and pulling everything else in. So, Blink, Spider-Man and just a handful of rejects, essentially. Right. You, could, you could throw in something like, I don't know, Old Man Logan, Old yeah. King Hulk. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's have, I don't know, a, a version of uh, Black Widow that's Union Jack or something okay. like that has essentially been pulled into a pocket dimension by Blink. Right. They've been rescued by a mysterious man known as the Time Broker. Um, in this pocket dimension base, which I, I like to think of like the very small King Kai's planet from Dragon Ball Z. Like you could just do a lap around it in about 60 seconds. Right. It's this tiny world in a vast swathe of nothingness. Uh-huh. And basically the plan is, okay, you're all that's left... Um, all these various weird different versions of heroes. Some of you are washed up. Some of you haven't even fought anything remotely this big. We're going to have to go into these new weird incursion worlds and try and basically rescue people and undo the damage because we have no idea what caused this. But all of a sudden there is this this guy with a big elongated skull in the Mm -hmm. sky calling himself or the God Emperor. We need to fix that. Yeah. There's your setup. So throughout each chapter... Oh, and the team is called the Exiles, by the way. Right. Which is a real team in the books. Mm. It consists of multiverse variants of different heroes. Yep. Blink featured quite prominently in three of their lineups. Right. So I thought it was Blink is the key. Um, which is why this game is called Marvel's Incursions, Exiles of the Multiverse. I just remembered I forgot to name my game. Yeah. It would be called Marvel Disassembled. Mm. And that's that. Cool. So the plan there is just, 
insert fighting game plot here. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Go into this world, this person fights this person. But yeah. some fun mixes that you could have in this would be uh, the Age of Apocalypse version has been mixed with the Noirverse. Or uh. you jump in to help the House of M fight the Marvel Zombies. Or you go to 2099, but now you've got all the Sentinels from Days of Future Past running around. Or 1602, that was a real one, uh, facing against Earth-X, which is like the like post-apocalypse fascist world. That's it, yeah. So you can, And so on, and so you can do. And all of the stages for this game would essentially be that. It's a little bit of an idea I've robbed from, of all places, PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. I was about to say that, yeah. I fucking <laughs> loved the stage design in that. You be in one world and another world would invade. It was the best thing about that game. It was the only good thing about yeah, that yeah, game. Yeah. So that's that's this thing. You go in, you fight a version of a hero, and then you unlock that character. Yes. You would like I say you'd start with Blink Spider-Man and I'd say two other people. Mm. So I've said I've said Old okay. Man Logan. Old Man Logan and Unworthy Thor. Right. Okay. Let's go with that. Yep. That's who you start with. And then as you go into an incursion world and you know play out that, let's say it's like a five fight story in each, mm-hmm. uh, you'd recruit new heroes and unlock new characters. You wouldn't unlock the most famous version of that character from the off because this is an Exiles game. Yep. Um, so you know, you're only dealing with Spider Man as the only like recognizable ex- Classic. Which a classic yeah. Spider Man, which is why I had to get him first for the box. Fair. Because everybody else around him is gonna be like, I don't know, um the Doom version of Iron Man, for example. Yes. Who's who's been pulled in and like, is he gonna yeah. turn? And then you can have you can have a situation, not to borrow too much from your pitch. Oh no, go for it. Where, you know, you come back to the pocket dimension and the guy just goes, Fuck it, I'm evil and you fight there. That would be a little bit of fun. What was it was infamous Iron Man, wasn't it? Yes, the infamous God, it's so good, It's so fucking oh. good, isn't it? Um, so, throughout each chapter, you go and get those heroes. A selection of characters will always appear as your antagonist opponents and will force you to fight the incurred, incurred variants of each other. So, if you went to the House of M versus Marvel Zombies verse, you have to help defeat Zombie Wanda. Right. Which, and that would be like your like mid-level boss. Yes. But... You would, but you go in, and you have a selection of characters. So everybody you've unlocked mm. is available. But when you go into an incurred universe, your selection is narrowed. Right. Okay. You'll have a selection of four characters for which you can pick two. Right. So it's a it's a little bit like um, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. Is that the one where they stripped it down to two, That's or is it still three in that? I ain't played a Marvel vs. Fuck yes. it, it's Tekken Tag Tournament. Yeah, there you go. Now there you talk my language. You got me back on board. So it's Tekken Tag Tournament. You can choose two heroes. Um, I I was originally going, and I liked what they did in Injustice of being able to like customize the gear. Mm. But since alternate skins is how we're doing the story, I opted away from that. Fair. And again, I looked at Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite and the Infinity Stone system. So after each fight, you will unlock a new version of the Infinity Stones. Yes. Because again, he didn't get all of them. No. You can go and get, I don't know, the... Noir's Power Stone. Noir's Power Stone, which right. would be black and white rather yes. than the black. And you have a six-slot upgrade system on your character. You Sorry, can... It's funny if it was in the Noir universe and we had no idea what stone it was because <laughs> yeah. there's no colour in it. What does it do? <laughs> guess, guess it's power. Get a hammer. 
<laughs> Power, got <laughs> That'd be a fun scene with Spider-Man Noir, actually. There That'd you go. Fun. So, yeah. Um, you can equip six stones to your character because uh, mm-hmm. the Time Broker does some weird shit and it will ex- be explained why the Time Broker can do a number of weird shit towards the end of the story. Right. Um, so you don't, you don't obviously, not everyone's wearing a gauntlet. Mm. I think in my head I like to think of it as in... The, here's a bit of a poll. In Dragon Ball Fusions... You're trying to get me on board with Dragon Ball Z stuff. You know for a fact that anime is the line I do not cross. This is not helping my imagination. It's just it's just so I can say you're wearing an armband, basically. They did fusions and like they they're like these two characters can't possibly fuse. Ah, oh, but we've invented this fusion right, armband. Okay. And so it's like, well, not just anybody can hold the Infinity Stones. Now everybody can. Right. It's okay. It's fine. Don't worry. They would be, like I say, unlocked by going through the story and you can get more powerful variants of the stones by playing the, basically the endless mode, the multiverse mode. Right. Um, which obviously isn't part of the story. I'll be honest with you, I thought of this mode, then played Injustice 2, it fucking has this mode in it. Ah. It's basically, you go and pick timed challenges, like yes. new worlds appear with like text stories. Yeah, yeah. And they have time challenges, you go and you can get high tier rewards and upgrade your characters. Right. I'm fucking annoyed that it exists because it's such a good idea. <laughs> but yeah, it's in Injustice 2. I'm basically taking that whole thing. Fair enough. So, story happens, you rescue all the heroes, or at least a version of each hero. And then it's time to storm the uh, negative zone and defeat the maker. There you go. Upon doing so, the time broker congratulates you uh, before revealing himself as, wait for it, Kang the fucking Conqueror. Cool. It's a playable character in your game. Yes. Not in mine. Because he takes all of your stones Mm. and you now have... A bigger roster to play with. Essentially, you you get one life each on each character yep. to take down a ten health bar Jim Patchy level Jesus. final boss. Okay. Called the um, what did I call him? The All Conqueror. Right. Uh, so you don't get to play as him. He's literally the final boss because he's right. like, it, it's it's basically what you were doing. Yeah. Of just, I just I I allowed the maker to fuck up all your universes and now there's nobody left to stop me from just taking this over. Your world is mine and now I can hold all of the Infinity Stones. So you get no buffs. You get one shot of the entire roster depowered to beat Kang. Because I'm like, I want an Avengers moment. No, that's... Yeah. In a 2v2 game. How am I going to do this? It's a fucking... It's basically a tag ladder match in... And actually, kind of, it's kind of like a tower mode in reverse. Like, you know, like a standard arcade yes, mode? Yes, yeah, yeah. One guy, and then it's just like... Yeah, it's that. the opposite. It's the opposite way, because he's the boss, and you've got your entire team. Oh, and you could have different forms. Yeah. You could have the different, like, Kang variants from all the places you've conquered, but he's managed to absorb them all into one place. Yep. Oh, that's Every time genius. you deplenish your health bar, you get the... Oh, and you get a new gear. The universe changes. Oh, that's fucking brilliant and he's a mockage which means his style changes every time oh. you deplete the health bar it's like when you have to fight Ganon and he keeps changing into other shit yeah oh fuck that's genius <laughs> I, I knew I couldn't use Kang because you picked him quite early oh yeah yeah and I was like I, I do kind of want to do Kang like how am I going to do this and then I watched that Tekken retrospective Jim Patchy came up and went 
Him. Yeah. Actually, no, Azazel. He's Azazel, Jim Patchy, Nancy from second, I want to say, six. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's always a unstoppable final boss that you don't actually get to play as in regular yeah. going. You did get Jim Patchy in tag two, but we've still not got Azazel, so the system works. Fair <laughs> enough. So that's, that's basically how it's going to function. Yeah. You can then go into the multiverse mode and you can go and get stones from other like realities, which allows us to kind of procedurally add content yep. kind of like week by week, different time challenges, get different upgraded versions of each stone. With one version of a stone in each, you'll get a boost. Right. So it will boost one of your base stats. Right. If you've got two stones of the same type, it will give you a temporary uh, boost at the start of the match. Uh, so say you've got two, I don't know, two time stones yep. that gives you a speed boost at the start right. of the match, okay. but like significant. Yep. If you get three of a kind, you can, I, th- I think I set it out so that you can then get a, uh, whenever you activate your super move, because of yep. course we've got super moves, mm. you then get the boot, like an additional boost, right. basically leading up all the way to if you've got six of one kind of infinity stone, if you yep. went full time stone, yeah, you are permanently quicker you will take on like a green crystallized form it basically acts as an extra skin right uh and you'll be able to change your super moves as well so it has the extra layer of customization if you basically want to min max your character right okay so yeah that's what i was thinking and in terms of modes we've got story mode we'll have your standard arcade mode we've talked about multiverse mode i really would like to do a uh a tag mode, so like mm. get, let you have a team of ten, which is two groups of five. Yeah, um, and basically just do that. Bowling? No, I'm not going to do bowling. Uh, yeah, that's basically it in terms of the roadmap going ahead from launch. Mm-hmm. You will be able to, you know, we can say, oh, a new incursion has arrived in multiverse mode. Yeah, go in, and it's a multiverse that wasn't in the story, mm-hmm. but you can go and unlock a new skin. So, say for example. We've had uh, Peter Parker's in the game, but... Oh, no, we've released a Miguel O'Hara skin. Right. You can go to the 2099 verse and go and get that. Or it, you could even do it for like characters that we just didn't actually pick. So you they wouldn't change their moves. No. Actually, no, tell, that's what I was going to do. Characters that we didn't... That neither of us picked yeah. could be introduced into this game post-launch yeah. um, via premium skins. Yeah, they did that in, in Injustice, so you could get like Vixen as an alternative for Catwoman, so on and so forth. And so that John Stewart as an alternative for Hal Jordan. Yeah. So the way that you could do that in this game is, I thought about this, so you can have Iron Fist as an alternative for Shang-Chi. You can have uh, Agent Venom, not Agent Venom, I didn't actually pick Venom, so I can't do that. Uh, you could have, bear with me... Who did I pick? You can have Scott Lang as a variant for Hag Pym. Mm-hmm. You can have uh, Dakin as a variant for Logan. And you can have Beta Ray Bill as a variant for Thor Odinson. So you've got those options yes. there. And that is the long and short of it. I didn't feel... as After you said that you were struggling with the story, I didn't feel like going in blow for blow because I think the setup is ultimately more... Yeah creative than writing out the story because like i could say okay here are the five chapters here's the two universes that are colliding in each and here's all your bosses i could do that well you ain't but, got you know, two hours we ain't got two hours so let's leave it up to the imagination which two marvel universes do you want to clash mm-hmm. together 
And who do you think would be the most powerful character in that clashed universe? It's whichever two you think of, you're right. Yeah. That's what Mike was thinking as well. <laughs> yeah, but all roads lead to the Maker, and then all roads lead to Kang. Yeah, that's better than mine, so uh, that's good. <laughs> I liked yours was more thematic, whereas mine is just, how am I going to sell the shit out of this game? It's a video game. Yep. <laughs> Mine's a, like, fucking, it's not Heavy Rain or anything, but, like, it's more story-driven, whereas that's just video game Zaners where, you know, the gloves are off and you can do what you want. <sighs> First you took Radioactive Man from me. <laughs> and now You can this. still have Duff Man. I don't. Oh, I've given you an idea now, haven't I? Let's do some, let's do some drafting, shall Okay, because we? we've got two more picks yes. for this extra pack. Um, I will take Duff Man. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about Duff Man, and I love Duff Man, so obviously I'm taking Duff Man. <laughs> uh, I will therefore take uh, Lord Dracon. Who? The evil multiverse variant of the Green Ranger. They are Power Rangers? The Power Rangers movie license is now under Disney. They don't could have had Power Rangers. They don't own Power Rangers, but the the license to make <sighs> the, the license to make movies comes under that. And I wanted another villain. Lord Zed is right there. Yeah, but Lord Dracon's you know, really popular. But Lord Zed. I like Lord Zed. Rita Repulsa's right there. <laughs> that's that's a yes, you that can, No, good. you can't have a fight Apocalypse. I can have a fight Apocalypse. <laughs> oh, well, now that changes things for my last pick. I still want Rita Repulsa more than I want the other two. Mm. If I can have Rita Repulsa. Oh, <laughs> okay. Um, it doesn't matter because it's not like this game's going to be made. I'm going to stick with the person I wanted initially yep. and then throw it the alts. The, the alternatives is fuck it, we can get a wave two yep. of the. You want to do a wave two? Fuck it, or do you want to stick to our rules? Oh, I haven't even written any enough people down for a wave two, so I'd have to. We could go and look at their franchises <laughs> and do a wave two. That'd be fun. I mean, Star Wars is still there. And yeah, true. I've only done one Star Wars okay, character. Okay, I'm so. going to officially pick as my last one. Um, Winifred Sanderson from Hocus Pocus okay. would be my fifth choice. Variety is good in both gender and attack types. I don't really have a magical type person because originally my plan was Buzz, who's the most superhero-y, superhero-y person you could think of, The Incredibles, at least Mr. Incredible and Astagirl, Radioactive Man, and then a fifth person. But if we're going to do Wave 2 as like a Mad Lib thing, I might just say... We might have to that. take a couple of minutes and then cut back and do a Wave 2 for funsies, because I'm up for it. Uh, but I'm not going to pick my last character. Oh? I'm going to let Darren pick my last character. Hello! Go on. You can choose A or B. Uh-huh. Um, do I get to know A or B? Or is it you just don't get to fate? know them. You get to pick A or B. B. Tyler Durden is my last character. <laughs> They on Fox now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Fight Club. Okay. Da, 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 da. Hey! Alright, okay. Um cool. Did you want to know who the other guy I was gonna pick was? Please. Caesar from Planet of the Apes. Oh <laughs> Is he on I think he's on mine. I have got him down. There you go. Oh fuck it. Right. I can't remember. I'm just gonna throw out some of my alts. You know what? You can pick for any of these five. Obviously there's all the Star Warsy people. Yeah. I probably would have gone with Grievous because I'm a basic bitch and I wanted I want Grievous in more mm. things. But Vader, Maul, Yoda, Kylo, etc. Turbo Man was originally my fifth choice. Oh wow, is that a Disney? It's a Fox thing. Oh. So they are they are, you could have Turbo Time, but Nate you took away. He was originally my fifth pick choice. The only person who gave me pause, obviously fucking I didn't know Rita Repulsa was on the thing. 
I couldn't confirm if Disney still owns them, hmm. but at the very least they owned it when the Matthew Broderick movie came out. I could have mm. had Inspector Gadget. You could have had Inspector and Gadget. And Inspector Gadget would be a fucking mint fighting character, <laughs> but I cannot for 100% confirm mm. if they own him still. Mm. So it would have to potentially be the Matthew Broderick <laughs> version of Inspector Gadget. And unlike Godzilla, Matthew Broderick version is not the best. No. Not at all. Um, wait, Fox didn't do the 98 Godzilla, did they? Because I'd totally have a baby Godzilla. Hold the no, phone. No, I feel like it's universal. Hang right? on. There's a podcast. One of the wrestling podcasts I listen to has like a side series. And they finally... I don't really listen to it because I've like not really vibed with it before. But they did one on 98 Godzilla. And I'm just not ready to listen to people moan about it. I don't like it. Although it did give me a good idea of what we could do for special episodes going forward. Hmm? When we have birthdays, as we both have birthdays, yeah. we can each force the other one to watch whatever movie we want and then do a review. That'd be a laugh. And fuck yes, I'm doing... Because you're, you're, my birthday's next, right? I'm January. Yeah, yours next. You know what? I'm going to make you watch it. Don't, don't make me watch Godzilla <laughs> <laughs> I'm still waiting for that pitch where you do Godzilla, <laughs> pitch Godzilla, Godzilla 98. No, Godzilla 2000. Godzilla 2000. <laughs> <laughs> it's deeper underground under the entire thing. I did find the instrumental version for it. Um, so, uh, other people you can have. You've got access to Pirates of the Caribbean, so either Davy Jones or Jack Sparrow works. Uh, Merida from Brave. Yeah. Would be nice as like a Kate Bishop Hawkeye alt. Maui from Moana, if you want the rock in there. Yeah. Dr. Vasilio from Princess and the Frog, I think would be a cool voodoo-y type mm. magic-y guy. Uh, Avatar's there if you want a Na'vi. Yeah. Because um, I can't remember any of their names. No. Um... I did think John McClane's technically owned by Disney now. Technically, yeah. Do you want Do you want Bruce Willis running around shooting people? As a, he'd be a great alt for the Punisher. Oh, um, oh he would. Wreck It so Ralph, uh, Sully from Monsters Inc., and Darkwing Duck. But I know nothing about Darkwing Duck. So all, all of those sounds amazing. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, if I could figure out if Inspector Gadget, he's unofficially the fifth choice. <laughs> I just can't confirm if he is actually owned by Disney. And I just watched Hocus Pocus too, and thought. Winifred Sanderson would be fun yeah. as a big, just uh, obviously a super would just be going, sisters! And yeah. then they fucking dunk by them. Um, have you seen the Hocus Pocus 2? Not yet. I didn't, I, I didn't dislike it. I liked it. Because you think I don't have the, the nostalgia for that oh, movie. Oh, well then you're, you're fucked. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> like, they're still fun mm. and like the plot's fine, but I, mean, I think it might have been you that said it is a car- carbon copy of the first one. Mm. And it is. Like, there's no originality there. But it's still fun. Um, yeah, if you don't have the nostalgia for it, I, I don't think there's anything there. The thing, there's not many legacy sequels that are going to get me in that way. So... No. Yeah. I get that. Right. So, uh, just quick recap. Yep. The picks were Buzz Lightyear, uh, Mr. Incredible and Last Girl from The Incredibles, um, Winifred Sanderson and... Uh, Duffman from we, Simpsons. We got Din Djarin, The Mandalorian, Frozone, Radioactive Man, which really fucked Darren off, Aww. Lord Dracon, aka Tommy Oliver from The Power Rangers, and Tyler Turden from Fight Club. <laughs> Very nearly a monkey, but instead I get Brad Pitt. <laughs> Jesus Christ, if we got Brad Pitt to actually voice him again. Because in my head, it would be you'd fight as Edward Norton, <laughs> but then it's Tyler Durden. <laughs> like. Flashing in as this character. So I just thought you could totally have him be the bloke from Snatch as his alt. 
<laughs> You're like, dogs, and then dogs come in. <laughs> oh, you know that his super move would be setting off all the bombs. Like, yes. That's yeah, exactly yeah, what that's yeah, going to yeah. be. You could have him as an old beam from fucking Bullet Train and set you any oh, Brad Pitt dude. movie. <laughs> just uh, Brad Pitt and the fighter. <laughs> yeah. My like my odds are just it could be the fucking Chris Evans, but it's like, yeah, alright, okay. <laughs> Everyone likes that idea. Um I did think of like just do I just get Buzz Lightyear in the four Incredibles? I'm like, they are children. Mm. I don't feel we could beat up children with the Punisher. I had that problem looking at characters. I'm like, oh, wow, they own Home Alone now. Uh, that That's not going to work. Now, admittedly, uh, fucking... Uh, what is, God, what is his name in that movie? Well, Kevin McAllister. Kevin McAllister would fuck up 90% of the Marvel <laughs> Universe with prep time. He's basically Batman with prep time. He can take out pretty much anybody, I think. So I would actually be a fair fight. But yeah, at some point... You got, the test was right at some point during his super Punisher's probably pulling a shotgun on whoever you, I mean it's already a bit weird that he's shooting fucking um, Bette Midler at one point <laughs> and that's not great but um, oh that's fine though. he's shooting at what is in canon a 13 year old boy in the face <laughs> with a shotgun that's not great that's not ideal right Ugh. thank you very much for listening to that um, and if you, I mean, if you haven't listened to part one, you've have no idea what's going on. But if no. you have stumbled into this by accident, please do go listen to part one. It's got all of our rosters, all forty-one strong rosters that we had. Go and listen to that. It was a lot of fun. Forty-six now. Forty-six now. That means we've licensed out. Hang on, <laughs> over over ninety characters. Yeah, just just shy Jesus. of a hundred characters. Uh, if we had a third game, we'd be almost Pokemon levels of yeah. people we could use. And there's still a lot of people that we didn't touch. Oh, yeah. There is quite a few people that are a Neva game, but anyway, that's what sequels are for. Now, if there is a sequel, Michael, where could people listen to they it? They can listen to it on Inst- Instagram. No, they can't. They can listen to it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Roving, can pick up your RSS feed, your username, FowlyNT, or FowlyNT Podcast depending on the service you're using. In the meantime, you can go and find me on Twitter and Instagram at That Might Go In. You can go and find Darren on Twitter and Instagram at The Guttridge. And you can go and follow the site on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Only the username, Fowley&T. That's F-O-U-L-E-N-T. And of course, go to FowleyAntSamer.com for everything else. Coming up, we are about to record our second podcast of the night. That is going to be covering a Marvel two-for-one, because we're in very Marvel-heavy waters at the moment. Black Panther's not far away, so it's not like we're even going to go that long after this recording before we (laughs) mention Marvel again. But we are going to be doing a doubleheader of both She-Hulk and Werewolf by Night. Uh, Coming up very soon as well, we will have reviews for Andor when that finishes. We're going to be covering Black Adam. Um, I I guess. (laughs) I guess. (laughs) I suppose. Yeah. Um, Black Panther, obviously. Black Panther, and well, as we are very nearly getting touch and distance of my favourite time of the year, it's year end shy. It's the most wonderful time of the oh, year. God, I love it. I know at some point in December I get to write the list for next year's draft, mm. and I'm genuinely having to fight the urge to do it now. I'm just like, no, 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 that's going to be a fun day. Yeah. Save that activity. There's going to be a fucking bloodbath to decide who gets Tears of the Kingdom. I know. I don't know how we're going to do this. I might have to bribe you. I mean, <laughs> well, whoever wins gets first pick and can pick which category is chosen of first. Of course, who wins? So, the winner of who wins the 
the draft, the draft gets they to get to first. pick first category and first choice of said category. Because yeah. last year we went Phil's Video Games TV in kind of a mandatory structure. This year, if you want first pick of video games, you get first pick of video games. Yeah. And I'm really worried <laughs> that Jurassic World Dominion, which, by the way, I now own on Blu-ray <laughs> because I needed it for the shelf. Jesus you know, fucking hate that movie. Jesus Christ. That movie, my favourite franchise of all time, is going to fuck me over and means I get fucked. Even though I had Breath of the Wild 2 last year, I don't get to have Tears of the Kingdom. Amazing. pisses me off. I'm just looking. What's my my, uh, low baller? Because everything's looking pretty good. Oh, it's 3,000 years of longing. Yeah. That didn't really take off, did it? But I don't think it did Dominion bad. Yeah, but I also got Thor Love and Thunder. Yeah, that's a bit of a lame goose. After I've got all that. Black Panther to come. So you would have thought. Cho- oh, I've got Doctor Strange as well. Yeah, I mean, you would have thought choosing the Batman would have been the right thing to do, right? I don't know. It is going to be a bloodbath, but yeah. it's fine. I just need to remind you that Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three is coming out next year. And do you want to chance that to me picking it first in the film range? Just because I like it doesn't mean it will do well. This is about tactics. I'm not saying that, but again, if you're Enemies of Cloric Temper seek to irritate them. If you piss me off with Tears of the Kingdom, I'm just going to be trying to fuck you over. <laughs> Tactics will go out the window and I'll just be a bitch. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>